Podcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Uh, you know what? I know this song from Jody Messina, the smash hit 90s country artist who I'm obsessed with. A lesson in leaving. I've been taught that one a time or two. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow, Cecil, you've been Uh very... Now, don't take this the wrong way, but Uh you've been a a wee bit negative lately. Well, I'm... Hell, I'll, I'll open up and be vulnerable. I'm lonely. Oh, Cecil. Uh, I can't keep a woman around. Oh. As soon as they get to know old Cecil, they're out the door. Well, how I'm long a, until they get to know you? Like, is there a certain time? I don't know. I mean, as soon as they start to realize that my personality <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> you know? Have you been told that? Is I that... Mean, <laughs> I've, I've been told my uh, my personality has been described as off-putting. Oh, well. Uh-huh. And I thought she was saying pudding. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's all right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, see, so you'll find love. Uh, I'm going to try to get on the apps. I know. we got to get you on there. I was on one app the other day. I was on Grindr, and all them <laughs> girls were muscular. <laughs> Oh, Cecil, that's a strong women. Well, that's not a, that's not a, that's a homosexual website. Do what? I mean, not a website. I'm Uh (laughs) hundred. Oh well, you're not, you're not tracking. Your eyes are going real far away. Well, I thought that was funny. Usually, between the two of us, I'm the one with the hairy arms. (laughs) I thought that was peculiar. Well, that's neither here nor there. I'll go go fix lunch. All right. Any requests? No, I can't. Pardon oh. me? Oh, no thanks. Fried bloody sandwich? No, I'm good. Peanut butter banana? No, I get, just go. Cecil, right. go. God, get out of here. What'd you do with my Leave. Leave. We got it from here, bud. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Cecil, did you steal his butter? I didn't steal anyone's butter, boo. He's, I can't even. I can't even have butter. He's all. I have to melt butter and all chug it. Melt the butter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn why here in a moment. How about you, boo? Boo! Welcome to the day. What's, oh, I'm ready. Let's get started. Um. What's uh, going on? Uh, what am I doing? Your phone is your phone near you? Oh no, it's in the okay. other room okay, charging good, because good. I'm present. Hi, my Full name is Katie and I'm present. <laughs> uh, this is the Stonebergs. If you are wondering where your weekly episode of the Boogie Monster is, that one's on me. Um, yeah, apparently, if you 
with these particular, uh, these certain recorders that we use, the Zoom H4, or no, we have the Zoom H6. Ooh. Can't have your cell phone within a few feet of it, or else the static that's just so annoying. Yeah, Kyle and oh, I recorded yesterday oh. uh, for like an hour and a half. It was a fun one. It was a good one. And uh, got to put it right in the trash can. We can't use it because I messed it up. It's weird that technology can't reverse it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know... Because I'm solution-oriented, so I'm like, well, what's the solution? Like, mm-hmm. some some amazing-minded prize employee should know <laughs> what's going on. But, yeah, I guess I guess some things are just... Listen, guys, some things are unfixable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like my family. Oh, they're mostly dead, so it doesn't matter. That got dark right at the beginning, and I'm sorry. You are right there, boo? I'm so excited. <laughs> I just... I missed you. I'm so excited to be back on on the airwaves. Yeah, we're back uh, back broadcasting live. We went to... Did we already... Yeah, we talked about Vegas. We already went there. We went there. We're done that. We talked, we talked about, about Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about Vegas. I just yeah, we didn't missed, know. We missed last week because I was out on the road. How and we've yet was... to figure out how to oh. record remotely, you and I. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle and I figured it out for the most part. But uh, it's... I don't know. It's I'm so okay. bad. I'm so bad with technology. I know, boo. But, uh, yeah, I'm back in town, boo. How did it go? Tell me everything. The bitch is back. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yes! Boo, can I, can I, um, can I brag on you a little bit? Um. Oh, no. Not to be sappy. Oh, God. I think I've said this before Gross. in the past. And I'm not trying to be sappy. And I'm not trying to be woe is me. Because the, uh, situation I'm about to describe was, uh, of my own doing. But as uh, some listeners know, I used to live in a van. Uh, on and off for four years, I did a two-and-a-half-year stretch, got a place, lost a place, did another year, mm. did another year, got a place, lost a place, did another six months. Altogether, uh, four years in the van. And uh, when I first moved out here, about a uh, little over ten years, yeah, a little over ten years ago, uh, that first couple of years, for whatever reason, I was touring all the time. And that was part of why I lived in the van. I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to... A, I can't afford Los Angeles rent. And B, even if I could, I'm gone half the time. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why not just try this van thing? Yeah. And I would go out on these... I did a couple of 10-week tours. I did one 12-week tour. Way too long to be out on the road. But I'd go out and do these long tours, and I'd come home, I guess, is, is the... I don't, you know... Uh, theoretically, I would come home. I'd drive all the way across the country back to L.A., uh, just to park the van, you know, I came back mm. to to no place and no one, and uh, that was always such a weird feeling. Uh, just like, all right, I'm home from tour, but really, I'm just still in the van, and now I'm parked in Los Angeles instead of a Flying J truck stop somewhere across America. And, Flying uh, J, yeah, Flying J. Oh. The, the two big ones are Loves and Flying J. Those are the two best big chain. Ooh. Truck stops, but Write yeah, it down, to, guys. Used to sleep in trucks up. Anyway, my point is, I'd come home for tour, and in theory, coming home from tour should be an exciting thing. You know, like oh, you know, I haven't seen my friends or family in weeks, and you know, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to get back to my my normal routine. You know, and uh, I would come home from tour just to park the van somewhere, and and to to no girlfriend, to no wife, to no. Uh, you know, whatever. And again, not what was me. It's just fast forward a few years. Mm. I have my beautiful wife pick me up at the Burbank airport. That was so fun. In your dope car. 
I sure do love a Friday night drive. And you had already stopped by my beloved Bloodsos to get me what? A reasonable dinner for one? <laughs> no. You got like the Bloodsos Super Bowl party pack. It's the lunch tray. It's the entitled lunch the tray. lunch tray, you guys. This thing had to weigh, the tray itself with all the meat had to weigh seven, eight pounds. I mean, you just balled out. Because you were home. And then you had balloons, and the boys are here, and it's just, oh, it's just a big party because Dumb Old Dave's coming home. Not Dumb Old Dave. We missed you. And uh, that just means so much to me. Oh. Like, it really, like, you just, I can't even describe it. And I'm not trying to be sappy, and I'm not trying to be whatever, but uh, I really appreciate that. But it's, it's, it's such a great feeling to come home from, because I like touring. The only thing I don't like about touring now is being away from you. And, and we'll talk about that Ooh, later. Ooh, that but, problem's uh, fixed. But, uh, yeah, to come home from a tour and to have you and to have the apartment and have the boys. And you just go so far above and beyond to try to make me feel uh, welcome and home and loved. And, uh, yeah, all right. There you go. I did get sappy. But, uh, oh, but also the reason, um, you know, okay, so there was that phase years ago where <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have anyone or, or any place. So that's, that's one phase. But then you and I righted all our wrongs and, and what we call the current administration going on five and a half years strong now mm-hmm. with no breaks early in the current administration. <laughs> that was nice. I would come, we weren't living together yet, but it would be like, I'd park the van. I'm like, all right, then I'm going to go see Katie. Yeah. And I remember a in few, my shoebox. a few years ago, early on in the current administration, you, you being you was like, all right, well, Dave's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, Hey, I got you some dinner. <laughs> And I was like, wow, how sweet is that? And I come home not only to my beautiful girlfriend at the time, but she's bought me dinner. You got some nice takeout dinner. And you're like, yeah, I got you a pulled pork sandwich. From a barbecue. Yeah, a barbecue. Bar- and I'm like, I said barbecue. Oh, that was the key. Yeah, barbecue, pulled pork sandwich. I'm like, well, boy, she knows me. That's right up my alley. Um, and then you're like, yeah, I got it from that new vegan place. Next to Ralph's. No, is it? Ne- well, first, to, no, yeah, it was to next to Whole Foods. Yeah, it used to be Ralph's. Now it's a Whole Foods. I said it's this fancy cafe uh-huh. that's right next to Whole Foods, and I, I just, yeah. you know me in details. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just saw barbecue, and I was yeah. like, oh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, you saw the word barbecue, and you got excited. <laughs> you didn't think to stop and <laughs> literally smell the smoke. There was no smoke. You didn't read the menu. Barb vegan pulled pork sandwich. Uh, Full disclosure, one of the worst sandwiches I've ever had, but I choked it down just out of respect because it was a nice gesture, you know, and I did appreciate the gesture. Sure. You were like, but you you bought vegan pulled pork (laughs) from a frou-frou joint. But anyway, fast forward to the other day. Not only did you show up with blood sows in tow, you know me so well, and you're uh, you're so good at paying attention to details most of the time. You got special instructions, fatty brisket. I always order the fatty brisket because there's lean brisket and there's, some people call it moist, some people call it fatty. Always go with the fatty. Now, that doesn't mean you're just getting nothing but the fat, yeah. the, the discarded trimmings. You're just getting the fattier end of the brisket that has more marbling and more fat. And, and to get lean, as much as I love brisket, I don't know why anybody would just specifically order lean brisket because there's no fat on it and... There's flavor from the smoke and the beef, but you're not getting that tender, fatty texture and all that goodness. But the fact that you also had the wherewithal to remember to order special instructions, fatty brisket. 
just you, you, every day I'm amazed. It's at, amazing at how how, how meat is your love language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I well I have grown, and I thank you, Boo, because let's let's be honest. I uh, you know vegan barbecue probably isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I guess it is. Yeah. How? Is it just, how would they smoke? Well, bar- people, people smoke portobello mushrooms. Oh, like we, okay. We had those at the wedding. Oh, you know, for, got for it. For the vegetarians. Okay. Yeah, and you, uh, Blood Sows actually does smoke jackfruit. It's, it's, What's a jackfruit? I'm not quite sure. Ooh, I shouldn't know But it's this. popular in vegan barbecue because it uh, somewhat resembles uh, pulled pork. Okay. Like the, the, they shred it and you know the appearance and the texture is somewhat like pulled pork. But yeah, you and whatever the hell that was that I ate years ago that you bought, that was technically vegan barbecue. Now I don't think it was smoked because it was in a strip mall with no smoke anywhere. But the fancy strip mall, you know, I, how I, dare I, you? There was I a get, Starbucks and a CVS next door. I get trying to cater to the uh, vegans and vegetarians. You know, I, I, I'm fine with that. But uh, boy, you've really you've really stepped it up, boo. You know, I really try. Mm-hmm. I give it my all. You know, well, here's the thing. I I remember bullet points. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I'm not good at reading the end of sentences and or remembering streets or whatever. (laughs) But I can, I I do listen to your meat. You know, I know how much barbecue means to you. (laughs) And so I do, I'm like, okay, listen to the the bullet points. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what? What do I need? Okay, fatty brisket. That's mm-hmm. that's a thing. Okay, he likes blood sows. Okay, mm-hmm. like that. So I know blood sows. Mm-hmm. I know brisket, fatty. There mm-hmm. we go. Put them all together, yeah. and boom, you're a happy boy. You're a cheap date. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. You're you're like getting teary eyed over me, and I don't <laughs> understand. Well, you're just you're so thoughtful and you're so kind. Aww, it just means a lot to shush. me, boo. And I'm also a monster. But yeah, it's great Ooh. to be home. Okay, so how was the tour though? Let's it, get into it. It was great. I don't. I don't. I hesitate to call it a tour. It was Why? only well uh, for me. A tour is like three weeks, four weeks, six weeks. You know, this was a run. I would classify this as a run. Oh, a run is like a small tour. Yeah, and I say that because I've just seen one too many open micers just have a poster <laughs> full of guest spots and open mics in their in the same metro area that they live, and they're like, I'm going on. Tour. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you're excited about comedy, but you're not going on tour. Yeah, you're not. You're going to do guest spots, you know, within two-hour radius of your home. It's not really a tour. And we did four cities, so I don't think four cities is, is necessarily a tour. We did, uh, but it was fun. My All that's just, you know, me being uh, over-analytical. But we had a blast. We did uh, Fayetteville, West Virginia, which Ooh. I had never been to. Beautiful little mountain town. You know what I love so much? Uh, being a proud Southerner and, and and living my whole life, the duality, as Patterson Hood would say, the duality of the Southern thing, mm-hmm. meaning I'm proud to be from the South. I'm proud of my heritage. Uh, I love the landscape and the geography and the culture. But you also have to recognize that there's a lot of uh, backwards bigots in the South. There's, you know, our history, the Civil War and slavery and a lot of some of that still permeates today in the culture, just yeah. you know, just bigots and whatnot. And um, I'm not saying you know the, the South's full of great people, but there are pockets that are stuck in the 1950s, you know, yeah. if not beyond. But uh, Fayetteville, West Virginia, Fayetteville, West Virginia. I've got the triple. Virginia, Charlie. Charlie has to sound it out. Beautiful little mountain town. 
in West Virginia, and it's uh, like a um, uh, a destination for kayakers and whitewater <gasps> rafting folks. Oh, so nice. it's kind of like a little uh, outdoor recreational destination town, and, and so progressive, like just a hippie. I love a hippie Southern mountain town. Granted, West Virginia is you could argue that's the Mid Atlantic as opposed to the South, but close enough. But I love a good, like, progressive, hippie, southern town. Yes. And this was just this little bitty, old, old West Virginia town. And there's there's a handful of bars, a handful of restaurants. But I bet you I saw four or five uh, gay flags hanging from bars and stuff. <gasps> and I love that. I love seeing that. I love that, too. And yeah. did you feel, like, in the atmosphere, like, I know this sounds so yeah. woo-woo, but... um. It's just, it feels different Mm -hmm. when it's a welcoming Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a different vibe. Yeah. I remember when we went to Julian and I really loved the Airbnb we stayed Mm -hmm. at and stuff, but that the vibe of the town was real just, like it just felt Kind of closed off, yeah. And it just, you know, I don't know, there's an openness Mm -hmm. and there's a, I don't know, it just feels like all are welcome. And as a weirdo who always feels on the outskirts, it makes me feel so good. To know, like, oh, all the other unicorns mm-hmm. like it here too. You know, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. So we we were there. Um, oh wait, was that the Mothman thing? No. What I was gonna say is, um, so we had the next day we had off. So Ryan uh, had the idea. We stayed in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Drove two hours to the show. Drove two hours back to Point Pleasant. That way we could have a full off day the following day without having to drive anywhere. And we wanted to go to Point Pleasant anyway. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Point Pleasant, it is uh, home of the legendary Mothman. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the Mothman, uh, it's a... Uh, I mean, I won't spend too much time. This ain't the Boogie Monster. But uh, Mothman, basically, it's a legend from uh, starting back... Well, the, some say the legend goes way back into like the 1700s um, with the Native Americans and the settlers. And this guy named Chief Cornstalk got murdered by the settlers and then... Uh, they think that this whole area, he cursed this whole area of West Virginia. <clears throat> and uh, Point Pleasant sits right on the Ohio River, and it's a border town. It's literally right on the border of West Virginia and uh, Ohio. Oh, cool. And, uh, Galapagos, I'm not pronouncing that right, but Galapagos, Ohio, and Point Pleasant, West Virginia, just right across the river from each other. But in the uh, late 60s, people started seeing in Point Pleasant this seven-foot-tall, winged humanoid almost like for lack of a better term like a batman i guess wow. that that name was taken so they went with mothman but uh, people started seeing this flying seven foot winged humanoid and uh they there was a bridge collapse back in 66 or 67 i think and like 40 50 people died from this bridge the bridge that connects those two towns across the ohio river and uh then people started seeing the Mothman, like, on the bridge, like, right before it happened. And even before that, uh, we found these old World War II munitions bunkers about four miles north of town where they first started seeing Mothman. Okay. In in World War II, they just built dozens of these little bunkers, these, like, little igloo-type things that they would store all the munitions in. And then uh, after the war, they took all that stuff out, and it was kind of abandoned in the 60s the local teens would kind of use that area as like lover's lane. People go up there and, you know, fool around, do whatnot, and people started seeing the Mothman, like right there. So uh, 
Oh, we had a blast. We, we had an off day there, and we just drove around. We found the munitions bunkers. You know, we went to the Mothman Museum. Oh. Um, just the cutest little town. Just so cute. And it sits right on the Ohio River. And then they had this park right across the street from the museum that had one of the coolest murals I've ever seen. Really? It had to be, no kidding, it had to be 100 yards of murals. It's just this nice park, and they had this wall, like, kind of bordering the park from, like, the rest of downtown. And that wall must have been about 100 yards, and there was just murals of the whole history of the town uh, painted on, on the wall. I love that. Absolutely beautiful. We found uh, a little, we were kind of, not to uh, to talk too much of, of Ryan's personal life, but Ryan's going through a transition right now. Unfortunately, he broke up with his girlfriend, and mm. he's, and he's you know, I don't think she kicked him out of the apartment, but it was just like, all right, I'll move out. And now he's just kind of floating. <laughs> and, he's uh, just floating around. So he doesn't know exactly what he's going to do next as far as like where he's going to live. Just looking for, I told him to make some lemonade, man. It's lemonade time. You know, it sucks that you mm-hmm. broke up with your girlfriend and, and, and you moved out of your apartment. But like he's completely untethered and he's on the road all the time anyway. So he's he thought about like, oh, I'll go stay with a buddy in New Mexico for a while. Or I may go stay with a buddy over here for a while. But uh, for whatever reason, he wanted to look at real estate in Point Pleasant. So uh, half the Ooh. day we're just driving around looking at you know little houses and stuff for him. But we found in downtown, right across the street from the museum, was a uh, old movie theater for sale. Oh my god! And you and I have kind of been dabbling in real estate, and uh, but it was an old, like awesome, like from the 1920s or 30s. Oh, I love it. It needed those. a lot of work, but yeah. we even called about it. One hundred nineteen thousand dollars. For an old movie theater. For an theater. old movie theater. You How couldn't long buy, has it been abandoned? You couldn't buy a tool shed in Los Angeles for $119,000. Oh, no way. I don't, I, maybe a tree. Mm-hmm. Maybe a tree mm-hmm. with some so, some soil. <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like maybe it was thriving back in the 40s and 50s and then sat for a decade or two. But it looked it looked like somebody had been there in the last 20 years. You know, It looked like it was operational within the last 20 years. It hadn't been abandoned for 50 years or anything. Oh, that's so cool. But it, was, it was really dope. I was thinking, hmm. Maybe we just moved to Point Pleasant and run live in a theater. <laughs> I bet it's haunted too. Yeah, I bet it that might be. thing is haunted. But yeah, so that was great. Uh, went to um, spent the whole weekend in Cincinnati. Did six shows at Go Bananas Comedy Club. That was a lot of fun. That's always is fun. that a good club? It's a great club. Um, I always have a weird association with that club. Because that's the club I was working four and a half years ago when I got the phone call that my dad had died. So I was like, ugh, like that club and that city for a year or two was just like, mm, I don't want to go back there. But, uh, you know, you can't, <laughs> you know, it's not Cincinnati's fault that that's where I happened to be when I got the phone call. But anyway, but it was, was it nice. healing to come back yeah. and like kind of. Yeah, I think so. And I had been back a couple times since then, but there was a year or two period where like I even turned down shows there. Like, I'm not ready to go back to Cincinnati. You know? mm-hmm. But we had a blast there. Uh, went to Philadelphia, had a blast, and then ended in Buffalo, New York. And uh, one thing I think you would get a kick out of, the Philadelphia show, uh, it was great because some of these good, Helium's a great club, and uh, some of the better clubs in the country make sure not only to put you up at a nice place, I don't know how many one-and-a-half-star shit motels I've stayed in that the certain clubs have paid for, and they act like you're doing you a favor. Like, oh, like, really? Yeah, okay, man, <laughs> 
Thanks. Now I got bed bugs. Thanks to you. Uh, Did you ever get bed bugs? It's a miracle. I've oh, never sorry. I'm not knock on wood. wood. Yep. It's a miracle I haven't How? gotten. How? I don't know. That's I've stayed amazing. in every two star hotel in America. I bet. And there's a. It's a. That's why now I'm just. I'm a little bougie. I'm a little, I'd, You're a little bougie boy. I'd rather drop a few extra bucks and stay in a three-star hotel. Yeah, you know, get give, it. Give me a Hampton Inn, you know, something like that. <laughs> give me a Courtyard by Marriott. I'll be fine. But anyway, so we're staying in this nice hotel. Um, oh, two things. Another thing I got to tell you about that hotel. So uh, we got to Pittsburgh a day early. We had an off day. In, uh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. So uh, we're in Philadelphia for two nights. Really nice <laughs> hotel. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we could walk to the club. We were... Three blocks from the club. Charlie, chill out, bud. Jeez. So uh, after the show, I tried not to drink uh, at all on the tour except for off nights. Okay. So, you know, I had a few drinks one night in West Virginia. I had a few drinks the first night uh, in Philadelphia. The first night was an off night. Uh, on the show night of, of Philadelphia, after the show, fun show, we get done, and Ryan had, like, unexpectedly ran into an old comedy buddy. Okay. And after the show, and I was pretty tired. And Ryan's like, hey, I'm gonna. You want to hang out and have some drinks at the bar with, with my old friend here? And I'm like, ah, you know, that sounds fun, but I'm pretty tired. I'm gonna walk back to the club or walk back to the hotel. So I'm walking back to the hotel about 11 o'clock at night by myself, and uh, in the distance I hear somebody singing. Mm. But it, I was like, I can't, I can't picture, I can't place the song because I could barely hear him. And as I got closer, I could hear. <laughs> Somebody, uh, it was an old, and not that this has anything to do with it per se, okay. but just the fact that this, you know, the song didn't match, you know, where it was coming from. Did you hear the, and you heard the song first? Heard the song first. Turn the corner. There's an old, black, seemingly homeless man. And I know you're not supposed to say homeless anymore, but unhoused. Unhoused. And it doesn't matter that he's black, but, uh, and we're in Philadelphia singing at the top of his lungs, in perfect key, Sammy Kershaw's She Don't Know She's Beautiful. I love that she song. She don't know she's beautiful. Never crossed her He was even hitting the high parts. Wow. And I just thought, holy shit, if, if, if you'd have given me a billion dollars to guess what random song I might hear a homeless guy singing in Philadelphia, in downtown, <laughs> at 11 p.m., yeah. in a million years, I would have never guessed Sammy Kershaw's She Don't Know She's Beautiful. And this guy was just crushing it. And it just, like, maybe, okay, maybe a black guy in the South, or maybe an old grizzled country dude who happened to live in Philadelphia now. Yeah. But just something about being in Philadelphia, outside of this. I know people listen to country music other parts in the South, but you just, you know, walking downtown Nashville, you expect something like that from any person, you know. But in Philadelphia, hearing an obscure 90s country hit sung by a black homeless dude, it just really warmed my heart. I love and that. And I pointed at him. I said, that's a great song. And he just gave me a head, head nod. He didn't even have time to speak because he was in the middle of singing. Well, yeah. Crushing Did he have it. a good voice? He had a great voice. Oh, I yeah. love when Crushed you just it. hear operatic yeah. voices in the streets. Yeah. Oh, And like hitting the different that. parts, like doing all the parts at once. In the streets. Yeah. I don't know what that... In the streets. But yeah. Meet, meet me outside. <laughs> so that cracked me up. <laughs> then the night before, first night in Philadelphia... This hasn't happened, to my knowledge, in 30 years. Uh, Ryan caught me sleepwalking in the hotel hallway. Okay, what? Five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't remember getting up. <laughs> Boo. I don't remember getting up. 
But the next thing I know, I'm walking down our hotel hallway, and I'm thinking I'm dreaming. Because the hallway was like, it's, it's a pretty nice hotel, so it had like a almost a peppermint swirl pattern carpet. Ooh. And then like painted like wavy red and white uh, waves on the wall. Oh, I'm in. And I remember when we were checking in, walking down the hallway, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool hallway. And then <laughs> next thing I know, I think I'm dreaming, and I'm in this hallway. And I'm thinking, what am I doing in this hallway? And I'm like, this is a really vivid dream. And I'm just walking down the hallway for five or ten seconds, and then it just hit me like, oh, shit, this ain't a dream. Oh, my god! What are you doing, Dave? Oh, my god! I'm in my underwear. Boo. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't sleep in shorts. I, I sleep in a t-shirt, but I- T-shirt and underwear? In my boxer Bare, briefs. Barefoot? Yeah, of course barefoot. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe in your <laughs> sleep you were looking for some socks. But, and I don't remember getting up. But I just next thing I know, I'm just in the hall, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? How did I get here? And I had to pee so bad. And it was so bad to where, like, if I don't find the right room in 30 seconds, I'm just going to have to pee my pants. Oh, my God. And uh, I was half awake, half asleep. I couldn't tell if I was dreaming. I couldn't tell what was going on. So I just started checking doors. Oh. I'm randomly trying to open people's doors. And then it hit me, oh shit, I, I remember what door. We, we were at the very end of the hall, kind of on a corner, and I just remembered, oh, okay, none of these are your doors. And oh, I turned around, terrifying. And I went back, I knocked on the door, and Ryan opens it, all sleepy-eyed, and he goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. <laughs> Sleep. Last time I remember sleepwalking, I was like 12 years old, and for whatever reason, middle of the night, my dad caught me trying to leave our house. And uh, he goes, buddy, what are you doing? I go, I got to go to Walmart. Kept saying, I got to go to Walmart. <laughs> Why did you have to go to Walmart? No idea, but I had to go to Walmart. And I don't remember oh, that, but gosh. he tells that story of how he caught me sleepwalking. And uh, have you ever, we've been together for years. Have you ever known me to sleepwalk? Never. Never, 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 never. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I wonder why. No what do you idea. think it was? I'd had a couple of drinks, but I didn't get like hammered or anything. I had like two cocktails at night. We were drinking tequila. Yeah. So it's not like I was just, you know, out of my mind drunk and just, you know, wandering around. Like, wow. I don't remember getting up. I just remember. I think what kind of maybe rattled me is when I stepped out and then the heavy hotel door closed behind me. You know, it always makes kind of a loud bang. I think that kind of jarred me a little bit. I was just walking down the hall like, what is a weird dream? What's going on? Well, when did you wake up? I think, did you wake I up? I think I was out in the hall for about 30 to 40 seconds. <laughs> just walking up and down the hall thinking, well, how did I get here? Where am I? That's oh. the other thing, too. When you're on tour, like especially when you're in a different city every day. Oh, gosh. After a couple of weeks... When I, the, when I first wake up in the morning, it literally takes me about 15, 20 seconds to even realize where I'm at. You know, what city am I in? What hotel am I in? What am I doing? Hi, Sorry. So I guess there was Harvey. a little bit of that going on as well. Yeah. But yeah, just dumb old Dave just sleepwalking in oh. his underwear through the 17th floor of the Sinesta Hotel in downtown Philadelphia. Well, do you remember when you almost murdered me? I, I do remember that. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's not like an abuse thing. No. Um, but that was, uh, was that... for some context, that was sleep paralysis, I think. Or So deep... is that the same thing? No. No, I, I don't think so. I think sleepwalking is much more common. I think people do that, but yeah. I wonder if it's the same level of 
I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. They feel like cousins. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how your brain works sometimes. Oh, boo, I'm glad no one answered and then, like, freaked out or anything. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if the cops would have (laughs) come, you know. (laughs) I'm like, this is just a dream. You're not real. Bang. Like, I want to go to Walmart. Yeah, I want to go to Walmart. (laughs) Wow. And then then we ended the run in Buffalo. I had a good time in Buffalo. Um, One of the smallest crowds of the tour, but one of the best shows. Uh, I love sometimes... It was a big, nice club, Helium in Buffalo as well. Probably sat 250. It was a Wednesday night. There was a lot of other stuff in town. I think we had like 20 people in a room that sat 250. But I had a blast. Were in those situations, are is the audience more close? Like, do yeah, they bring everybody they forward? Them, yeah, fortunately, okay. they sit everybody oh, together. Good. Yeah, what? that would be awful yeah. if you just <laughs> yeah, spread them just out. They're just like, go ahead. Yeah. But had fun there, and... Uh, didn't realize it, but we, we stayed in the same hotel as Wiz Khalifa. Ooh. Wiz Khalifa's tour bus was uh, hanging out in our... And the only reason I know that is when we pulled up, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. You know, because that happens sometimes. Like, we'll stay, you pull into your hotel and there'll be a big tour bus, especially in a decent-sized town like Buffalo. And I was searching, like, who's in town. I couldn't really find anybody I recognized. And then uh, I went out to the car late at night after the show, and a girl got on the elevator with me who was wearing this black hoodie that said vinyl verse tour Hmm. and i was like oh i wonder if that's like a record show or record shop you're like where can i go yeah so i was like what's vinyl verse so um i uh i googled vinyl verse and it's it's wiz khalifa's tour and uh then googled his tour schedule and he was in town that playing in town the next night so i guess he got in town early but uh yeah that was that was the Highlight of our Buffalo trip is we stayed in the same hotel as with. Now, could I pick Wiz Khalifa's music out of a lineup? Absolutely not. If I ran over him with my car, I wouldn't know who he was. But I've heard the name. And, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, okay. So I know he's a young rapper, and I think he's really into, like, weed culture, if I remember. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I think he's one of those, kind of like a modern-day Snoop Dogg type, I think. Ooh. I think he's really, really, not that that's incredibly unique in that genre, but I think yeah. he leans into the... Uh, the whole weed culture thing. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's the extent of our tour. Oh, also in, long story short, Philadelphia, I wanted to go get this pork sandwich that everybody raves about and uh, went to two different places. One place was closed and the other place was out of pork, so it just wasn't meant to be. I'm sorry. These are my struggles. That's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I have a question about just circling back, mm-hmm. and I'm not like, oh, Ryan's going through a hard time. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. But... When guys go through hard times and you're with each other so long, uh-huh. do how do feelings come out, or do you guys talk about it? Like if it, it was me and Lizzie B, I'd be like, okay, let me tell you everything. That's a good question. Um, well, you can't force it, you know. I, I don't ever try to force anything out of my friends. You just, you know, I'm here. I just try to listen. And we didn't talk in great depth about anything like that, just because I think it, you know, kind of bummed him out. So well, yeah, don't want to talk too much about it. But uh, yeah, you just you can't force it; just has to happen organically. And it, it's you know person by person basis. You know, I've got some friends. You know, Fritz is an open book. You know, that's true. Fritz, He's very in touch with his you know, feelings. Yeah, he he you know he can open up and tell you what's on his mind. And I got other friends that are pretty stoic and closed off and I might even fall into that category sometimes. I don't know, but you just it's just I just try to approach it like, you know, I'm here if you need me, buddy. You yeah. know, if you want to talk, 
you need a place to crash, you know, and I, I, you know, I try to convey that to, to my friends, like, you know, I'm, I don't have all the answers and I, I can't snap my fingers and solve your problems, but I'm, I'm here for you, whatever I can do, hmm. whatever I can do, so. Breakups are so hard. Yeah, yeah, they're tough. It's just, it's a death. Mm-hmm. It is a death. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're grieving the loss of this person who you were with that person yeah oh poor guy i'm so sorry but you're right like i do believe that he's in this position for a reason Mm -hmm. and and it's for the best Mm -hmm. you know he did his best he tried and now okay what's next yeah you know yeah that's what i told him gotta move forward you know of course it sucks that this happened and i know this is cliche but i really do believe that most things happen for a reason 100%. 100%. You know? I mean, 100%. think of all the small, little, seemingly just benign decisions that you make that end up being significant. And I've told this story before, but the, the day uh, when I was when I got hired on at Spitz at the restaurant where we met, yeah, we met. I also enough. got a job offer uh, at a cafe in Beverly Hills doing like breakfast short order cook. And like... I had already interviewed with both. Both had already offered to hire me, and I was like, you know, which one do I take? And they both paid about the same. The hours were about the same. So it really was just a coin flip. And ultimately, I was like, I don't want to drive to Beverly Hills every morning. I'll take this job in Los Feliz. And my second day at work, I meet this tall, goofy, beautiful blonde gal. <laughs> oh, I was such a hot mess. <laughs> I don't. So, you know, like, had, yeah. now, of course, in that scenario, us both living in L.A. and us both doing comedy, eventually we would have met and crossed paths anyway. But who knows? The yeah. connection may not have been there the way it was when we first met at work, you know? That's so true. So everything happens for a reason. Got to turn lemons into lemonade, and, and that's what I was trying to explain to Ryan. Like, you know, it, it, if nothing else, you are completely a free bird untethered. Yeah. You know, you, you're not you're not on, on the lease anymore of any apartment. You're not, you can go and do literally anything you want to do. And I think he's trying to explore that and figure out what the next step is for him, so. I think it's such a good, well, that's great advice, boo. But I I think when you're in a hard place, for me, I'm learning, especially from Dr. Julie, that you can be in a hard place and grieve, but at the same time, you can hold joy and, and, and future and planning, and mm-hmm. you don't have to live in it. Mm-hmm. And I have been living in it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that. That's just the situation and how I was built and how I was coping with everything. And you can do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that yin and yang thing of mm-hmm. like, okay, like this is a hard time. Mm-hmm. I'm grieving, you know, in this example, loss of a relationship. But you're right. Like now I'm free. But what is the universe or God trying to direct me yeah. to? And then finding out who God is to you or higher power or whatever. And even if you don't believe it, just how your life has taught you, okay, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where do I go? And in my world, it's very apparent because Mm -hmm. I don't pick up on subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. I do. Well, you you can read people. You pick up on subtlety. With emotions and stuff, Uh but just not, you have to be blunt with me in certain things. Mm -hmm. And, that's what God does. He'll just shut a door. Mm-hmm. Like, 
after dad died, like that door was, I was trying to make a door open that mm -hmm. wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like, nope, this is not happening. And, and you've, I would take it personally, mm -hmm. like, why I'm doing all the right things. This is, this is what I think. And this is the right thing to do. But it's like, no, it's, it's not meant for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And right now you can't see it. Yeah. But it, once you get past this hard time where your head is, you'll realize, okay, that this is the right thing. Mm -hmm. And who knows, you could circle back to that person, mm -hmm. that thing, that career, that whatever. But there's a reason why you know, you get thrown out of the cage sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's life. You, and you just got to learn to, um, not just go with the flow, but you know, deal with what is thrown at you and then pivot and adjust and try to go down the next exciting path. Well, the only constant that we have in this life is change. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate that and mm -hmm. I do hate it. And I still have a hard time with change, but it's like, instead of looking at it as an enemy, I'm like, oh, well, okay, you Change know, is good. it is a good thing, and it 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 it, it makes you dream, and it makes mm -hmm. you think, okay, maybe I can do this. Like what what I said when we moved up here, like why not us? Mm -hmm. Why not us getting this podcast off the ground? Why not us? You know, you getting a special? You know, why mm -hmm. not? It it's if you don't believe it, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. And and I truly believe, like, okay, we're good people. Let's just keep. If you just keep doing the right thing, I just think it'll work out. Yeah. You just... And it might not look like you think it's going to mm -hmm. look, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time with my story. You know, when I, when my police career ended the way it did, I thought, like, this is the worst thing that has and will ever happen to me. And just the amount of shame and yeah just disappointment and then uh but i truly believe and i've said this had that not happened i didn't have the guts to just quit that job because mm -hmm. i needed the paycheck you know i just thought this is the best i can do without a college degree so i'll just i guess i'll do this even though it wasn't really what i wanted to do and i had all these other aspirations that i was too afraid to tackle but like once that happened it was like okay nothing i can do about it now let's pivot hey Remember that thing you've been wanting to do for years and you didn't have the guts to do? Stand up. Why don't you get into that? Yeah. Had that, I don't want to call it tragedy, it was self-induced, but had that incident not happened, I, I guarantee I wouldn't be sitting here in West Hollywood with you doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee I wouldn't, you know? So you got to yeah. take what life throws at you. And just like, just like jujitsu or judo, you know, judo is all about using your opponent's uh, um uh, momentum against them so, you know when, when they're charging at you you just use their energy and their momentum and get out of the way and throw them in that direction you know it's the yeah. same thing with life you just gotta learn to kind of um, improvise in the moment and, yeah. and see what happens yeah well and I think what I'm learning as well is just no tr you can't compare tragedy mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that's uh, the death of my dad and a death of somebody's pet, I'm not going to compare yeah. and be like, oh, what? You know, I think we do that a lot in life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, actually, no, they have every right to feel yeah. exactly how they feel. And that's a tragedy for that person. And then don't 
I'm trying not to deflect and just go to other people. Yeah. Like, it's like, why am I deflecting right now? Let me look at myself like, okay, what's what's going on with me? Yeah. Whenever I start getting really strict or really like, this is the way it is or whatever, it's like, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. Why am I trying to be large and in charge? I'm yeah. not. And I don't know the answers, but I do know I got a great partner. I got some great dudes that's pets. <laughs> and I, I know it's going to be okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't have, I don't have to look at my life how my dad saw my life. Absolutely. I've told you that before. And yeah. it's hard to, and that just takes space and time and self-reflection. And, and that's something that everybody goes through in terms yeah. of like, you know, becoming an adult and living your own life, you know, and it's like. But also accepting that your parents have a point of view. Of course. And they're going to worry about you and they're going to give advice that they think is right and it doesn't mean they get to dictate how you live your life yeah 100 Mm percent. but it's like okay you know i i i see your point but you know i kindly disagree Mm -hmm. and let's talk about something else yeah yeah well speaking of which let's talk about something else boo boo okay what do you want to talk about bras Uh, couldn't help but notice now again uh-oh. Not that you needed to. Guys, you this is, I know to. when a compliment's coming. No, no, this no. This feels like no, not a compliment. No, it's, it's, it's the trap that we all fall into. Uh-oh. Uh, when you compliment a lady on losing weight. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, what, did I need to? You absolutely did not need to. But, boo, Perfect. I cannot help but notice that you've gotten thinner since I've left and not necessarily by design. Nope. uh, You're on an all-liquid diet (laughs) for like the last two weeks. That's very true. Because? Uh, Okay. So, guys, I went, finally I went to the dentist. Dave left, and then I looked at myself. Because usually I just get weird, and then I'll put AstroTurf on the walls, and then like try to like (laughs) maybe get a bunny. Like, I don't know. I, I get very strange. And instead, I was like, okay, let's not rearrange furniture. Let's go ahead and take a second, and then... You know what do I need to do? So I don't know if you if you listen to the podcast at the big like what when was that two years ago, two and a half. Oh, that you're, you're that dental. I went and got my tooth taken out. That was out. like uh, kind of the middle of COVID. <laughs> so that was, yeah, it was about two years ago, summer of twenty. Okay, so I went to listen. Let me tell you about Katie's dentist. Uh, I go to dentists and my teeth are so so bad that. Um, I just wait until they rot out of my mouth. So I'm missing two very big molars and it affects my eating and it has for a very long time. But I just learned how to work around it, guys. And then I was like, maybe I should because it was just they took out the teeth and then they just kind of, you know, they sew it together in a bit. But uh, I think it was just really starting to affect me. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of crappy. This yeah. is kind of hard. And then at that time, two years ago, I was told I had like 20-something cavities. And Which I don't, I didn't even know that was mathematically oh, yeah. possible. Well, you could have multiple cavities in, in each tooth. In one tooth. Oh, my God. And that's why I had two that rotted. Oh, and then I had to get it taken out. And then I start the process, and I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then I get chicken, and I'm like, never mind. I'll just, I'll just ignore it. So I didn't ignore it. I went to a great dentist, and... I had to have like some surgery emergency. <laughs> so you had two different oral since, surgeries since yeah. I was gone. Yeah. So um, what did they do on the first one? The first, they I'm gonna get uh, two teeth put in because it is apparently uh, 
a big deal to not have two large. So you're missing two teeth. I'm missing two teeth. See, I didn't really. I don't know why I thought it was one because I'm missing one. Yeah. Yeah. But which one are you missing? Uh, whatever in the back, second to the back on the left side. Yeah, that's mine. Like 15 years ago, I needed a root canal and I was broke as shit. And they were like, it was $1,900. And I said, how much to pull it? And they're like, $210. And you're like. I said, let her rip. And it was a double wide trailer in Dahlonega, Georgia. Oh. And a little wiry dentist. No. Spent about 30 minutes <laughs> with what seemed like a pair of, uh, uh, snap tight, snap on uh, pliers, and just like sweating and grunting and like wringing his hands out and using all this leverage. Were and... you awake? Yeah, I was awake. They did local anesthesia. Like I, I couldn't feel too much of like the actual nerve pain, but I could feel like the bone and oh. root ripping out of my skull. Oh my god! It, it was rough. It was like thirty minutes of just him <sighs> pulling and twisting and leaning on me and. Okay, no more trailer dentists. Yeah. No more, boo. Yeah. No. Oh. But yeah, I guess, well, here's what can happen, guys. Um, You can get an infection mm-hmm. in your head. And apparently that's bad uh, because <laughs> it could like go in your body or whatever. So I had, uh, yeah, he was horrified. Like mm-hmm. I have never seen somebody like, oh my God. And this is what? Beverly Hills? Yeah, Beverly Hills, guys. Uh, yeah, so he's not accustomed to... No, he's used he's... to, like, veneers and, like, these happy people, and then old Katie comes in, and I'm like, hi, I have yeah. my teeth rotting out of my skull, and I did say that in the beginning. I was like, look. Yeah, he's not... He's. I understand what you're about to embark on. Here's the thing. The most horrifying thing is that they have a big screen TV mm-hmm. in, the like, where the dentist chair is, mm-hmm. and they took 3D, like, photos. So you're watching... I oh. see my mouth. Okay. And I, if you've ever seen the inside of your mouth, uh-huh. like deep inside, it's very humbling. Yeah. I look disgusting. Uh-huh. I'm a disgusting creature that hasn't taken care of her teeth for uh-huh. over 48 years. Why not? Okay. I think I know why. Because every time I would go, especially in my 20s, I remember one time I went to this place in Glendale uh-huh. and they were like, Okay, you need work. This was over 10 years ago. And I went and they said out of pocket because I didn't have dental insurance. Uh-huh. It was going to be like 9,000 something dollars. Which is a lot. Yeah. So at the time I called my dad and I remember he just started screaming like what the fuck? And then he talked to the dentist and was trying to wheel and deal and was basically like no fuck that don't do it yeah it's not it's not a flea market and i they don't typically haggle dental work i just they? remember feeling so embarrassed and like of course my 12 year old self was like okay but um yeah oh charlie jeez <laughs> what the hell was that someone knocked on the door i didn't hear it yeah they, you can, they can keep knocking okay <laughs> what a little He's psycho a little turd. anyway um so I think that's it because it's so expensive. Every uh-huh. time I would go, I'm like, okay, well, no. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, okay, no, Katie, invest in yourself. Like, yeah. if I have to sell a car, I don't care. Uh-huh. I need to have teeth. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's important. So mm-hmm. uh, he he fixed the infection. Okay. Um, gave me a bunch of antibiotics. It was about a three-hour procedure. And he put, like, screws where the um, – because I'm going to get two – new teeth in like six months okay so these screws kind of just hold your place but then they also they 
they, I don't know. They did something with something and whatever. Then I had a root canal. Then I had a temporary crown. Then I had a couple other things. So that was the second one. And I was just so out of it. And it was amazing because Jasmine, my little angel, came and picked me up. And I don't remember, but I guess I was bleeding Aww. out of my mouth with all this cotton. And we had to go pick up my prescriptions from CVS. So I'm in CVS kind of roaming around in the cold section. And Jazz was like, please stop hitting. Because I guess I kept hitting the the, the <laughs> little, uh, you know, aisles. And then she was like, people were looking at me like I beat you. Because she was just like leading me in. <laughs> I was just like, but yeah. And, and I thought they did say, okay, well you'll be good to eat like in about four days or whatever. And apparently I guess my teeth are in such bad shape that it's still healing. And I guess I'm a real slow healer because I, it hurts to chew. I can't chew a grape. I, it's just just, soup and smoothies. I mean, honestly, all liquid, but you know what? Good. Why not have a cleanse? And who knows? I might be, you know, how I say cancer skinny. And I could say that because my sister died of cancer. No, no, I can't say that. that. Don't say that. And don't aim for that. (laughs) Come on. But speaking of which, you call them today about you're out of meds. Oh, I forgot. You're out of meds. You lost them. Oh yeah. (laughs) But had you not lost them, you would have been out by now. Yeah. you You need to get some new meds. I know. You didn't call them today? No, because I was talking to Liz, and then I got sidetracked. Okay, but it's... You know, because... Yeah. Those Tylenol working? They are, actually. Okay. Extra strength, guys. Tylenol for the win. I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but hey, a good classic. Well, what have we learned from this, boo? We've learned that teeth is expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you need to wait for your father to die, that's fine <laughs> to get your teeth fixed. Is that uh, what we learned? I think we just learned to stay on top of stuff. Let's, oh, let's no, I, I remember. Stuff. We yeah. learned that self-care uh-huh. is things like teeth, yeah. not just frying your face for acne. Yeah. Well, and that's why I probably had a lot of acne and stuff because yeah. of my infection. Oh, and I guess it was going into my throat or something. Oh, jeez, boo. Guys. Do you remember what we talked about? About not dying a stupid death. I do understand. What a stupid... What happened to Katie? Well... <laughs> Poison teeth. I mean... <laughs> come on. Well, he did say, and people don't even do this anymore, but he was like, I mean, dentures could have... Like, if I didn't if I didn't see, they would have just had to pull all my teeth and I've had dentures. I knew a guy that was like in his 20s. No. Yeah. The guy I was telling you about, our, my ex-drug dealer. Oh, yeah. who I'd have to go over to his house and bring a DVD. What? We'd, he lived in a neighborhood, and he sold weed to everybody that worked at this restaurant I worked at. And when you went over to his house to buy weed, you he made you bring in a DVD <laughs> so and then leave with another DVD, like you were just visiting a friend and swapping movies. And he made you stay a minimum of 45 minutes. And he was like, these are the rules. You know, if you want to buy weed from me, that's what you got to do. And we're like, okay. And uh, you just sit in his basement, watch him play Xbox for 45 minutes. And oh. Recite all the facts he recently memorized from a Planet Earth documentary. Oh. Uh, but yeah, his teeth were so jacked up that in one one or two visits, he like got all, I, th- I think, they dentures or implants or something. But yeah, it was all jacked up. Yeah. So, guys, take care of your teeth. Mm -hmm. I know it's, I don't know. It's so crazy expensive. And it's weird because dentists don't, it's like, 
there is dental insurance. I know people have that with like real jobs and mm-hmm. stuff, but still you'll have to pay even more. It's, it's just, just like, it's just annoying. The system's broken. Uh. But yeah, teeth are important and let's all respect dentists. Respect dentists. <laughs> Oh, boo. Well, we should wind it down. Oh, my gosh. Um, we got some other stuff to talk about here and there, but uh, we'll get to Mark and Virgie next week. Oh, guys. My, my people. I think. Uh, my people. I think there's about a 12% chance our neighbor might literally be an alien. 27. 27%. 27%. Chance. Uh, he kind of looks like the tall whites. Yeah. You know, if And knows. I get along with him. So um, that says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good news. Uh, some news I'm excited about, Boo. Oh, yeah. What? My two passions are coming together. Barbecue and Barbecue baseball. And, and, and Bigfoot. <laughs> um, no, uh, you have decided to join me on my October tour. Now, F yeah, everybody. This will be more of a legit tour. This might Ooh. be a step above a run. But, uh, yeah, coming on tour with me. Now you may not be doing sets on every stop, but no, you know, we're, I'm we're getting ready, at, guys. We're going to work out. We'll probably get you a few guest spots here and there. Maybe Birmingham, uh, maybe Memphis. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I got a uh, about a three week tour I'm doing in October, all leading up to uh, my first ever special. I am so excited, so, boo! I'm, I'm so stoked, uh, man. I've just I do this at every tour, like like before. If I go too long between tours, I slowly start to kind of fall out of love with well, of comedy. Of course, you're not doing you know? it. And... Even when I'm doing spots around town, that can be fun, but you're only doing five, seven minutes at a time. So it's just a whole different animal than going out and doing an hour every night, you know, night after night for a few weeks. But every time I come back from tour, I'm just just in love with it again. And now, especially since I got, we're seven weeks away, seven and a half weeks away from the, from the special. So now it's, I love this phase of just getting everything locked in getting yeah. everything trying to get it razor sharp like i know what the hour is going to be um in terms of you know the material but now it's just a matter of like really sharpening it and punching it up and making it you know as good as possible so and uh that three-week tour leading up to that's going to be fun because you'll be with me and who and, else oh charlie's coming with charlie's us. coming with us so this is going to be like our first big family adventure yeah guys i mean Seriously, come out. Of course, of course, the Dave's special, but also Charlie will be there. (laughs) I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to meet Charlie? In no particular order, uh, we're doing Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, We'll be doing Nashville. We'll be doing Memphis, uh, St. Louis, Chattanooga. uh, Birmingham, and then ending in Atlanta. So yeah, any any my Georgia folks. uh, Thursday, October twentieth. 8 p.m. at the Earl, the East Atlanta Restaurant and Lounge, right there in East Atlanta Village. Beautiful East Atlanta Village. Uh, Come on out. So I need to pack the room. I think we're trying to sell about 150 tickets. So um, Come out, guys. It's going to be awesome, and I'm going to be there. Katie's going to be there. I'm going to be saying hello. We're going to have a few little weird surprises. We're going to make it a little more than just a regular comedy show. So, uh, But, yeah, filming... Film of a first special, and and you know it's even more nerve wracking because Netflix is not footing the bill. Yeah. Uh, record labels not footing the bill. Executive producer Katie Strandberg is footing the bill, <laughs> and uh, we're and we're just doing one show. A lot of times when you do an album or a special, you record two or three and kind of edit them together, or at least pick the best one. One show, rip it and grip it, grip it and rip it. Let's do it. You're going to do awesome, so, boo. I can't wait. So I'm excited. And if you haven't seen my stand-up in a while, uh, there's some there's some new 
stories that maybe I've I've never touched whatsoever in my stand-up career. Yeah. Um, you know, not that it's like a big surprise or anything, but I'm uh, I got some cop stories. Finally talked about it. cop stuff. Uh, 16 years doing stand-up. I've never talked about cop stuff on stage till a few months ago. So, wow. Uh, come out here some cop stories. Uh Hear about my new wife. I got a whole Katie chunk. Who? What? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm stoked, you know. Um, I just think that's kind of the new world order with stand-up right now. People aren't uh, listening to stand-up uh, as much as they are watching it on specials, the streaming services and stuff. And we're just, we're doing it all yep. ourselves, DIY style. I'm going to put it on YouTube. Yeah. Just uh, see, you know. Let's see if we can attract uh, a little wider audience. See yeah. Happens, so. I mean, listen. And also, guys, guess what? I'm going to do a Stoneberg TikTok. And we're going to be, oh, I'm going to be all up on that on this little road trip. <laughs> Talk about content. Gross. I but yeah, I'm excited, though, because the, I know. the only thing I don't like about touring is, is being away from you and, and the boys. And now... Uh, at least Charlie's coming with us. Uh, Truman and Harvey, uh, we, we asked them, put it to a vote, and they both thumbs down. They just weren't interested, so guys. They gonna, were like, no. We'll have uh, Virgie come in or, or Ryan stay here. Somebody yeah. take care of the boys, so we'll have a good time. But yeah, boo, I'm, I'm super stoked. I can't wait. So it's, And I'm going to be, oh, I'm so nervous, but I'm working on some material, you <laughs> guys. Right. And whoo, so, yeah. I'm excited. Come out, to... come out and see, uh, see the Stonebergs and Charlie. And Charlie, yeah, I, mean, I mean, really. We're probably not going to take him to the shows. Oh, but, right. Man, yeah. I don't know. There might be some that we could take him to. Yeah, wasn't some there? You sent me a bars. dog uh, at a comedy club. Oh, yeah. You? Yeah. Well, that was the owner's dog. But yeah, oh, okay. especially in some of these bars and stuff, you might be able to. I've done shows where there's just a dog in the front row. Like, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> He's enjoying it. <laughs> Tough crowd. He, he didn't laugh very much at all. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I got him a couple of times, though. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be fun in October. We'll be uh, driving literally across the country and back. Yeah. And, I'm uh, excited. We're going to break in your car. Yeah. Going to load up the uh, Subaru Outback, which, by the way, it's just, oh, I'm having a blast. You love her. Yeah. I went and got her waxed the other day for the first time. Yeah. yeah I think you. Up. Yeah. You yeah, love her a lot. Good. It's fine. I'm not jealous. It's, so it's my other, cool. It's my other woman. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. So, yeah, those are the dates there. Uh, DumbDaveStone.com for all my dates. Um, that special. You can get tickets at either DumbDaveStone.com or BadEarl.com. And I'll throw this out there. I'm more interested. I actually, uh, when I booked this show, I wasn't really thinking about doing the special. Had I done that, I would have done a more reasonable ticket price. But in certain markets, I drive, uh, you know, a $15, $20 ticket. So uh, tickets are 20 bucks. And if you really want to go and you're in Atlanta, but you're like, ah, man, that's, you know, I'm on a budget. I get Mm -hmm. it. You know, I I understand. Maybe they're taking care of their teeth. Yeah, maybe taking care of your teeth. Maybe whatever, none of my business. But if you want to come and the ticket price too much, uh, message me and I will put you on the guest list. Yay! Uh, you and maybe a plus one. I can't do you plus nine of your buddies. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, message me if you want to come to that show. Because like I said, I'm more interested in just uh, packing the house and making yeah. money on that show. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice nice setup. We got, we've got we hired a camera crew. I think we're going to have like yeah. four or five cameras and you know it's, it's gonna uh, be great guys yeah, yeah, it's gonna be so fun hopefully uh the finished product will be worth a damn so we shall see it will be a comedy experience yes. you guys um word of mouth this week um 
we were going to possibly talk. Well, we're not going to. We're not going to talk about how we watched uh, Nope, and it, it kind of sucked. So we, we won't talk about that. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to like it. I like. I, I wanted liked to like Nope involved. so much, and I liked the concept. And I the first forty-five minutes yeah, amazing. Then just, okay. Then it. Uh, but boo, do you even realize what time of year it is? Well, the last leader of Soviet Union who sought to reform communist country and preside over the, is de- oh he died at ninety one. Maybe that's is that that time of year? No, oh. no that's not what I was about to say <laughs> at all. You just read new headlines. You just get that. Headline. Yeah, I got that as an update. I thought was that was a, kind of clever. Old prime minister, he what? said Mikhail oh, okay. Gorbachev, yeah. the last leader of the Soviet Union. Oh, so before they R.I.P. Okay. Anyway, no, ooh, it's not that time of year. <laughs> Saturday, this coming Saturday. Uh, mall day? It's Christmas for football fans. Oh! College football oh, kicks off this week. Look at that. I know you're excited. Yeah, it's... I know I'm you've going... had it circled on the calendar. Sure. I um, I sure do love that bulldog. Yes. I do. The Ugh. Uh. The defending national champion bulldogs. And do you realize i've got to say that twice this year for the only two sports teams i really care about yeah defending world series champion braves or nipping on the mets heels well i'm glad someone had a good year and then saturday (laughs) defending (laughs) national champions georgia bulldogs kick off against uh, oregon which they're highly ranked as well i think they're like 11 georgia's ranked three so uh what time does that start I don't know. That's probably, if I had to guess, a twelve thirty Eastern kickoff. Now, is there a Braves game as well that day? Uh, probably. So we're so gonna have to just... really. We're gonna have to. I've got my whole system. Okay. Know, What's out. the system? Well, sometimes I will put the football game on TV and mute it, and then put the baseball game on the radio. Oh, and fun. Listen to the baseball game and watch the football game, or vice versa, depending on how I feel. Wow. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah, very excited, Boo. So college football kicks off uh, this weekend. uh, No, I'm excited. excited. It'd be like if the Real Housewives of New York was coming back, even though Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't film, because it's one of the best shows ever, and Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. But yes, I understand, Boo. And you've you've had that experience. You've been to Sanford Stadium. Oh, yeah, I did. uh, That was fun. Georgia, Tennessee, I think that would have been 2018. Didn't we leave at halftime? I always always leave at halftime. Yeah, Yeah, it was so hot and we were winning big and it was just like okay you were like do you want to go and i was like yes i could tell yes you. please i was like she's not gonna last three and a half hours i know that in musicals yeah. i i love the beginning and mm-hmm. then it's just like ah oh, we get it yeah, we'll get it <laughs> so yeah i'm so stoked we're entering the best time of year. well i know you love this mm-hmm. this is just this is your time to shine boo yeah yeah next two months are gonna be just glorious yeah i'm i'm proud of you yeah, yeah. i'm uh, feeling good about it well, good. Feeling good about it. So. <laughs> Boo, where can we find you on Instagram? KT Low Strandberg. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. And on TikTok? Same one. Same one. Yeah. You finally got that G. I finally got that G, There guys. you go. I need to go on TikTok. <laughs> I'm learning TikTok. Uh-huh. We're old. Yeah. Okay? You TikTokers? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's fun. It's like little, I don't know. I'm trying I, to figure out in my brain what it is. I'm trying to figure out who told young comedians that people want to see their shitty crowd work. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time I'm on TikTok, I just see shitty crowd work from young comedians. Oh, I don't follow any. Oh, I just follow God. like Buddhists and like women 
stuff. Why would you, why is that something you'd want to show off? Hey, look at this. You know, every now and then you do crowd work and you get a piece of gold out of it. But most of the shit I'm seeing is just completely unnecessary. Now, is that just real big confidence? Waste the memory space. I want that kind of confidence. Well, new comedians have weird confidence. It's, and I went through it myself. Did you really? Yeah, I'm sure oh, I did. But I, I also do. felt like I was smart enough to, mm-hmm. for the most part, shut my mouth and open my ears and learn from the better comics around me. But uh, yeah, I don't understand that epidemic. But uh, we, uh, I'll do some promos and I'll get on TikTok. Oh, to you're pr- going to get on pr- TikTok. Promote the special. But I promise you, I will not inundate you with uh, half-baked, unnecessary bullshit crowd work. I think my TikTok is just going to be me bombing a lot. I think that'd be fun. Because then it shows people, hey, you can too. Get up here and try. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, Boo, uh, take care of those choppers. I will, Boo. And and hey, thanks for being you. Mm -hmm. Great to see you. Thanks for being you. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Bye.